0: So, Zach, if I hold
1: my hand up to you like this, what do you think it means? Well, you got your hand clenched like a fist with your thumb in between your top two fingers. I, I It looks like a fuck you to me. It's, it's pretty close, yeah. I don't think it translates
0: exactly to a fuck you, but in Bulgaria and, like, Slavic countries and, like, Russia, that's considered extremely rude. So I guess we'll just say it's like a fuck you, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even like the way it looks. It reminds me. It looks dirty, right? You know, it reminds you, yeah. especially it look, if you wiggle it. And it's like, I don't like that. It looks like a goose. <laughs> I don't know. It reminds me of like some kind of aviary bird that I just don't want anything to do. An like. aviary bird, or they're non aviary birds. Yeah, like a penguin. They're not aviary. Oh. Oh. Or an ostrich, well, or all those megafauna up in Papua New Guinea that we, that got extinct by the humans. I don't know if it's Papua New Guinea, but it's like Easter Island or something like that, right? They had, like, those giant bird ones. So aviary just means flying, then. To me. That's how smart I am. I don't know know things. That's how I use English, at least. I don't know what other people are doing. Well, okay, so
0: it's not like a thesaurus is a dinosaur. That's what I used to think when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) These
1: words they must be huge. It's a (laughs) thesaurus.
0: I did. When I was a kid, I was like, well, what, what kind of dinosaur is that? And my teacher looked at me like I was so stupid, but I was smart enough to realize well, she shouldn't she- have did that because I'm like, Hey, I'm here to learn bitch. You know, like, what <laughs> well, the fuck? at
1: least she didn't look at you. Like, are you kidding me? Like, like as in like you're you're fucking with me kind of thing. It's like, oh here goes Marco again, being the class clown. No, I wasn't the class clown yet. No, this is like third grade. I, oh, so I was
0: still developing that. You were uh, just dumb. I was just dumb. <laughs> that hasn't changed. <laughs> so yeah, okay, so today we're uh we're gonna talk about
1: uh rudeness, I guess, and politeness. Etiquette. Yeah, you know uh, etiquette around the world. Yeah, and how different to be parts rude, of the world. Perhaps maybe if you want how to be polite.
0: And not I don't think we're gonna cover the whole world. Um, no, not even close. But we're going yeah. to talk about like p- places people are familiar with. If if not, if nothing, if by nothing less, their TV or their phone. You know? Yeah, I mean, no one's living in Antarctica, so we don't need to cover that. No, yeah. yeah. Well, there's yeah. I don't think they have. I wonder now if they have special culture in Antarctica.
1: I'm sure they do because it's the scientists that are that are staying there. Like they're in confined spaces, so I bet they got like some some particular etiquette of how to like live with each other. You know, we should talk about that, how how uh,
0: how we think or what we know about how etiquette is formed, because that's definitely that has to be like a, a you know, a sphere of study uh, of, of scientific study. To you some know, it is
1: interesting because like there are completely contradicting like uh, rules of etiquette from like different cultures. So like uh, I have one in uh, in China, like in like a lot of other like Asian cultures, if you eat everything off your plate it's almost rude because that makes it seem like you're greedy and that and they'll have because oh. their custom every time your plate is empty is to fill your plate so if you keep you know emptying your plate as an american because that's kind of like what we're taught as kids so like, then how do you end when do you stop eating in china when you're done you just throw the plate you, you know you just you just leave a little bit left on your plate so you leave you know i don't know Oh, uh, like, like remnants of, of the battle. <laughs> yeah, remnants of the battle. Show some you casualties know. so we know what happened. Let the Valkyries come and take what's theirs, <laughs> you know, or the ravens. Feast for the ravens. Man, that's, I wish I knew that, that when I was seven and I didn't want to eat peas, you know. Oh no, not in America though. See, that's only in Asian cultures. In America right. and most European and uh, like um, even South America, you know, we we we're taught it's it's more polite to to eat everything off your plate. That's, you know, as a kid, it's like they're starving kids in Africa. That's what I was. I was never really told that directly. I don't think like as a serious thing. My mother tried that on me and I didn't give a shit. It was like, I was like, yeah, give it to them, know, them then. Like, yeah. Send it to them. <laughs>
0: My dad got me once though. I'll never forget. I had to have been like five or six, and he told me I'm not leaving that table until I finish eating my mashed potatoes. And I liked mashed potatoes; I just didn't want to eat everything on my plate because I wanted yeah, candy. Yeah, because you were full. And, yeah, no, I wanted candy and other <laughs> oh. shit. So he sat with me. This he he was not. You know, maybe this is where my, <laughs> maybe this is where why I'm uh I picked up horse training so easy because I, I he didn't give up. He didn't yeah. quit on my on my attitude. He sat with me for three and a half hours at the table. Mm-mm. And, th- and I ate cold-ass mashed potatoes off that plate to leave the table. He's like, you're not leaving that table. And he's like, when you go to sleep in the morning, when you wake up, you're going to come back here with that same plate, and I'm going to sit with you until you eat it. <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> so when he threatened me like that, like that, I, I
1: ruminated on that for three and a half hours as a, you know, a, a child. And finally yeah. I said, okay, you win. Man, I, I was such a picky eater as a kid, man. It was bad. I, I Whenever we go to... Like families and like I just wouldn't eat the food that the other families, like members would cook. Like I just didn't like most of it, and we would always I would always get like hungry after we like <laughs> so oh, get really? like it's like why didn't you eat when we had food? It's like well I yeah wasn't, I wasn't hungry then I didn't want it. Well you know it's interesting I find that uh, eating and or dining
0: in general plays a huge part in etiquette. I mean I it I mean okay, oh for etiquette sure. uh, most people probably think of dining when they you say the word etiquette you know how you act around other people when eating. But it really plays a big part, and I think it—I think it's an ancient thing for us, right? It goes back all the way to the days of tribes and things like that. Oh yeah, gathering around
1: a fire or a food. It's community table. building for yes, sure. Yes. It, it, even if that community is just your family, it, it is important, I think, to to sit down and eat. So with maybe your that's family. the
0: real origins of politeness, of etiquette in general, of what is considered rude or polite is is must have started by eating with other people
1: yeah so like how how not to how not to make things worse and make things better when eating with someone like that's what the the boring etiquette was was like how do we build uh and foster a greater relationship right exactly and i think and it's
0: it's the little things that matter right it's our idiosyncrasies our mannerisms that sometimes can really spawn some, some some hatred man like i I notice that when I dislike someone that I'm eating with, or I'm just maybe neutral with them, I instantly dislike them more or begin to when they
1: chew with their mouth open. I really don't oh. like that at all. Oh, I don't like watching people eat. I don't yeah. want to hear the smacks. It's, it's, which is weird because, like, again, in Asia, slurping is like, a good thing you know like that that's that's like a a compliment to the chef kind of thing you know making noise while you eat is a compliment like the whole burping thing yeah exactly it it shows that you're enjoying it and that it's good and that you're you know but like body's reacting yeah and but in america it's again it's like it's like you know you got to be quiet with your mouth which is weird though because like i always thought that chopsticks were they use that because they're much quieter you know i don't I feel like they're I, that's interesting that you say that because i always thought chopsticks were very loud because i want Compared people, to like
0: uh silverware on plates well i don't mean i never compared them i guess but i just every time i saw like videos of asian people eating in like a dim sum restaurant or something yeah it's always some some ravenous dude with his chopsticks just banging on a bowl and, and just yeah. swooping them you know yeah, yeah. yeah and slurping and swoop and swooping
1: well going stick them with the eating theme. Yeah. um in south america it's like uh, rude to have your elbows on the table, and but yeah. but you must always have your hands visible at right. the table, but never put your elbows on that table. So that's a Southam- I was taught that growing up, See, as part of my uh, you know dining etiquette. In my 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 home, that was fine, but my 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 uncle's, my dad's brother's house. If you put your elbows on the table, he'd yell at you. I was so I was so nervous. I was like, I don't know where where do I put my hands? That happened. yeah, that yeah. I mean, I got
0: yelled at that for as, as a kid too. This is like five year old sex. So that, that that kid was a little a little terrified of a giant <laughs> man back then. <laughs> I to this day I catch myself doing it all the time, and I noticed that. uh A lot of times I'll rest my elbows after I'm after the plates have been cleared, say we're out at a restaurant Mm -hmm. and I'll rest my elbows and then my head, my Mm -hmm. chin, and then I'll stop doing it. If I catch myself, I'll stop doing it. I'll sit back. I'll take my hands off. the table. You know,
1: it did stick with me, though, because I never put my elbows on the table, at least not like um, often if I ever go to rest. My myself onto the table I always put it like right above the elbow you know right where uh, so I never put my like actual like elbow cheat, shelf it trying to cheat I, the I system. put like I put like make make sure the the bone is underneath the the lip of the table and uh-huh. I just rest the forearms on it and then I can you know it works just right? in like,
0: case the lady with a ruler comes walking who by.
1: knows I just like again it's like you don't <laughs> want to offend someone at a dinner table it's yeah. just like and then it just like kind of like stuck in my mind like now nah, this is habit well, you know, a lot of the, I find that uh, while researching this, I find a lot like again, a lot of things seem
0: to uh, sort of circulate around dining, which makes sense because there's some there's so many social interactions when you eat with other people. I mean, um, I think I, I one thing I notice is that in most cultures, it's okay to be. Um, not loud, but to make noise, like talking and laughing and things, like especially like in Slavic cultures, mm-hmm. right? Like when you, when you dine with other people, um, it's, it's, it's almost like a mini holiday. I mean, we treat, we, you know, even in America here, like that's how I was raised. Like when you go to re- visit relatives or friends, it's like a mini holiday. But one thing that I, I think it, it's maybe not, it's probably not entirely unique to like Slavic people, but one thing for sure that is part of Slavic cultures is you, Half you better show up with something when you go to visit others. You never show up empty handed. Okay, that's so considered rude.
1: There's a lot of yeah, in a lot of cultures you, you bring gifts to uh to other like, you know, to another person's house if you're invited over for like dinner and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, we would bring food, but I can't remember a time we'd ever bought like a little, a little gift of some kind, like even if it was just chocolates or a bottle of wine, it was usually like some kind of like potluck style food that we were doing. You know, like we never was, like bring like
0: you know what we we've, we've done. Well, as it, it just too. has to be something.
1: Yeah, yeah, but like we've we've never brought like you know I don't know like there's other little gifts like people do too. Yeah, like, I mean housewarming gifts. Is what I, they call that's them. why to this day I, I always bring something.
0: You know, and I feel I feel weird. Like, I, probably the only times I don't is, let's say, you know, if I'm revisiting you often, mm-hmm. like in the month or a week or whatever. Right. Like, we used to always hang out when we worked together, right? So, that kind of thing, I didn't bring stuff over all the time, but I still felt weird not bringing something. Really? Yes. It, it, so, did because, you do that as, like, in high
1: school, whenever you go hang out with absolutely, friends? Absolutely, yeah. Really?
0: Not, I mean, but again, we saw each other every day and hung out every day. Like, yeah. So, those friends know, but if I was invited to... uh a friend's house who i don't see often mm-hmm. i definitely would bring something and i always made sure like the way i was raised um was that you um you give it to the elders that live there and you always greet elders first that's another thing too yeah. it's kind of slavic i don't know, maybe just in general i don't know maybe european yeah is it uh, you always greet the the elders of a, of a house first or the people in, in any group that you're meeting you know and um and you know you're you're most cordial with them so if they're you know if you don't say if you don't know them you don't say their first name you say Mr. or Mrs. Mm -hmm. so and so that kind of thing so I still do that and it's it's funny to me because I thought that was normal everywhere right because like when I where I grew up I was kind of uh not in an echo chamber but like isolated to you know mostly Slavic people and You know, I I knew a lot of immigrant people growing up, Mm. right? And a lot of first-generation people like myself growing up. So uh, I thought that was normal everywhere. But then, of course, when I became older or became an adult then you know some, sometimes people are surprised that I'm they're like wow you're so you're such a gentleman or you're so cordial to me that
1: I I'm like that, oh, that's, that's just so how normal. I was raised yeah, yeah that's like, that's, just, I, like well, well, that's
0: what you do don't you do that
1: <laughs> yeah I guess I I never thought about it but I've done that a lot too uh growing up I would always say hello to my par- my friend's parents whenever or whenever I'd go to hang out with them so I'd be like You know, even if they're like in another room, it's usually like the friend that would answer the door. I'd usually go like, "Hey, where's your mom? Where's your you know whoever?" So I want to go say hi real quick, and then you know, and that's just as important. I I
0: found too, uh, even when I thought about it, was that communication is just as important about uh, as say mannerisms and things like that or attitudes when when dealing with other people. Like one thing I really like about uh, Native American, I love a lot of things about Native American cultures, the tribes. but something that they don't like, that a lot of them don't like, is uh, pointing, and I, I just inherently always thought pointing was pretty rude, mm-hmm. right? I, there's just something about it. It's a like sort of, pointing uh, at something, or not pointing just at someone, at both. Uh, but really? apparently, uh, in Native American culture, um, it's both. It's rude to, it's rude to point at things like at anything okay but it's like doubly rude or especially rude if you're pointing at people is that like an ominous belief like there's it has a spirit like no so i it's think like you're i think it's, it's no from the, what i gathered it was just it's just um it's
1: like unnecessary dominance it's sort of like a it's a move <laughs> you know what i mean it's, it's <laughs> no, I, like do a, know, I do know what you mean because i really because when i was a uh a, a I always heard a lot of preachers, like whenever you point some at someone, you have three pointing fingers pointing back at you. I'm like, yeah, that's true. I'm like I-, I hate that. So mm. now I point with my whole hand. <laughs> yeah. And I feel much more, I don't know. Like you said, it's a power, powerful feeling when you point. I'm like I feel really powerful when I point with all my fingers. I find that I point with my whole
0: hand when I'm trying to like teach or explain something mm-hmm. but i find that the few because i often i don't often point and i thought about that because it made or that made me think about how many times in my life have i pointed at someone or something right mm-hmm. and uh, i noticed that when i'm if i'm angry the few times i've pointed when i'm angry it's always knuckle up and single finger out <laughs> like you know it's a, down <laughs> like a, yeah it's like a right angle knuckle finger index yeah. finger point right like you know like, as if to say you motherfucker fucker you know what I mean like it's very kind of it's kind of like mafia-esque maybe yeah. I got it from you know too many mafia movies but that I but I rarely do that usually I'm just you know I I'd be a terrible boxer I put my head out I put my chin out you know like you know,
1: you know I mean? and up so it's Take like, yeah go ahead, hit on, me. Yeah. yeah, it's not very smart but uh, well I, I whenever I give directions I usually point with my whole hand you know if right I'm but like, that goes along with teaching you're sure right. finding yeah yeah, I, yeah that makes sure. sense to yeah. me I'm, I can't think of a point where I've ever pointed at someone, you know, I usually don't like because I get like, like you said, like chin forward, like, it's like, you want to go, let's go like chest up, like, you know, well, get that real aggressive dominance stance going. And there's a lot like, especially in Slavic culture, like
0: some Slavic people are very, are more dominant than others, right? Like, for example, um... Um, Serbians or Russians. I, I don't think Russians are cons- considered Slavic, but whatever. They're very similar. But they're, they're like, one thing I noticed, and I read this too online, and I, I, I've i thought about it before, and it was something that actually bothered me growing up, is that Slavic people like to get really close when they talk to you. Oh, really? Right? And it's it's rude. It's considered rude. My grandmother used to say this when I was little. She would say that it's rude to like back up or push someone away from you if they're not being hostile, if they're being friendly and they're trying to talk to you. You know, and you, and you know them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, you shouldn't be like that with a stranger or whatever. Right. But, like, if they if they're they're kind and you know them, you shouldn't be like pushing them away or or anything like that. Because they, I don't know, they. It, it's a very intimate. It's like Slavic people are very intimate, right? There's a lot of hugging and kissing and handshaking. And it's a lot of touching.
1: Yeah, so like uh, a lot of span. I got uh, in South America. Most of the ones I was looking were of Spanish descent, not necessarily like Portuguese, like, you know, Brazil or mm-hmm. uh, Haiti, which would be like French or you know, like those, those tend to have a, a much different outlook. But like uh, a lot of Spanish countries will have of like uh, South America will have that same kind of uh, etiquette where it's like it's if you when, when they talk to you, they're going to be really close and it's rude to back away i'm constantly backing away i take the stance of like chinese thailand and like uh uh korea where that's like they don't even want you touching them like yeah. don't 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 put your hand on them in a friend way don't even hug them don't hang on them don't touch don't get near them like i i hate i hate like that personal space invasion like for me that's a big deal which is another like uh north american thing too like a lot of north american uh cultures like like america usa and like mm-hmm. even canada like they like the to have that personal space you know what i call the kiss me or kill me range right you, you know. know uh so it's like that's what i like you know about like south korea or in like uh, you know china and thailand it's like they're very like standoffish in their in their body language it's a lot more you know safe feeling i guess i, I agree i agree so i find that uh,
0: Middle Eastern people are, are very kind. It seems like they most of the Middle Eastern people that I, I've met in my life are very soft spoken and generally kind. They're not very like boisterous okay. compared to like when I've met like Germans or Russians and stuff like that. They're usually very boisterous people, right? Or Slavic people for that matter. Although I will say that um, Bulgarian people are like the poet i would call them the warrior poets of of uh the you know middle european countries because they they're good negotiators in general because they can be both sweet or vicious you know oh
1: i can see that but yeah. arab
0: but arab people um they're very kind i find but they have a lot they have very it seems to me they have like a very strict uh social structure um, right and, I would, and, I would and also cr- about interaction because i mean they don't from what i've been reading like they don't um they don't like public displays of affection then mm-hmm. i think that's a lot of places in the world have that but they're apparently very i mean well they are very strict about it mm-hmm. um and that's interesting to me and in fact men have to like watch out so it's so it's interesting men can walk around holding hands
1: like uh, with other men
0: with other men okay. and it usually means that they're like best friends or or that they're uh, very close, as close as brothers or our brothers, like they're close friends. I wouldn't even hold my brother's hand. Yes, <laughs> but holding a woman's hand is taboo, hmm. even even if she's your wife or yeah. your girlfriend. So I'm sure I'm, I'm sure that's laxed, Obviously, in more I don't know if you want to say progressive. Uh, Middle Eastern countries but it exists in Africa too. Ma- I think mostly in West Africa but that makes sense as like well uh, because like
1: Nigeria and kind of places yeah like that, that would make sense like a, a lot of, Egypt you know they're all
0: right because they're all they're mo- mainly Islamic countries so mm-hmm. that makes sense um but they have so one thing I, I I learned from a guy I used to work with his name was um uh Fouk. I've known I've known two Fooks in my life, and uh, and he worked in the Middle East for a while, and uh, he used to say that uh, it was very impolite to uh, use your left hand right. for anything, mm-hmm. and he said that because uh, the left hand is what you use to clean your body or like your backside and things like that, right? Yeah, because
1: they don't got toilet paper.
0: Yeah, so that's that's an interesting thing too, and uh, according to I think Christian countries or there's English maybe speaking countries, it's called ablutions. Ablution. Ablutions or ablations. I think it's ablutions, which just means like to clean your your body, right? Because cleanliness is next yeah. to godliness. Right, right. So yeah, so it's it's rude in Arab countries or Middle Eastern countries to use your left hand. I mean who really shakes with your left hand, but even to like hand well, something yeah, you over don't to grab someone. something you don't yeah i always thought maybe that'd be gross <laughs> yeah i mean that is i mean if you've been yeah cleaning your ass with your thing fang- with your left i mean hand. i'm
1: sure you still wash your hands and You yeah some kind of soap but just the thoughts like i know what you do with that hand
0: That's i mean gross. you could have that argument with any hand though right you could just be like oh well i know let's talk about what you do with your hands
1: <laughs> right <laughs> with a stranger what a great icebreaker yeah <laughs> But, like, you know, if that's a cultural thing. It's like you know what that particular hand is used for. Like, that is, it's very, like, imminent to your culture.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, that, especially if you grew up there or you live with them, you, you would know that that is not, that was, that would be, I feel like that's something you would learn pretty quickly. Like, mm-hmm. if you had to work there or live there, you know? But they have a lot of, I, I was easier, I felt to find, uh, I know you were looking at Asian countries. Mm. Um, but I found that the Middle East and Asian countries were the easiest ones to find as far as, like, what differed versus the
1: Western world. I think so, too, because, like, they're just—they're such different, right? So, there's not many similarities between the our two cultures. So, it's a lot easier to find the, the outliers. Yeah. And, they, and they're more—they stand out easier, for sure. Um, one of the things I liked about, like, Japan and Korea is that don't tip. It's rude—it is rude to tip because, like— they're I like, agree with that. They're paid to do a job. Like they're paid the proper amount. They do a hard work, and it's like it's like demeaning for you to tip them. It's like you're saying that, like, like they, like I don't know, like their their work is like meaningless in a sense. It's like, like it's oh, like, thanks for trying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, but they have like a really hard work ethic, so they're yeah. already doing their hardest. You know, it's like everyone's that way. I
0: agree. I think I think the whole the whole uh, I wish tipping didn't exist in and our I culture. Hate either. I don't like it either. Well, and
1: I hate it mostly because it's like a, an extra step in my calculation of my budget. It's like, why, why am I paying this person to do their job? Shouldn't the company be paying the, this person to do their job that they're hired by someone like pay them the way. Well, I
0: also don't like that the, because I, I, I'm always trying to be kind and respectful to others and I'm always grateful for any service I receive that I am also paying for. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I don't like the idea that the responsibility that it's sort of my responsibility in some way of how good my service might be or how bad it might be based on how I
1: tip or if I seem like I'm a good tipper. You know what I mean? Like there's a whole. Yeah. Cause then it's like, if you're, if you are not a good tipper, right? And you're with a party of people, they notice how much you're tipping. It's like, Oh, he, he doesn't really, you know. He 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 doesn't care about people, you know. Right, it makes it seem like you're a bad person for not tipping as well. That's a good
0: point. Yeah, I I didn't even think of that. It affects how your friends, your company thinks of you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I, I don't like that. But which is, you know, I care so little about other other people. Sometimes it's like I'm very boisterous about my opinions. It's like this is just how I see it. I'll still tip, but I've told many people how much I hate tipping, and they're like dumbfounded. They're like, I don't understand. Like, why don't you tip? I'm like, no, I do tip. I just hate to tip you know it's like I, I'm not as bad as Mr. Pink from, from Reservoir Dogs I don't tip it's like no I, I'll tip because I understand yeah. cultural norms and what you got to do to live in society do you tip based on like service I yes. find that I oh, do that all the time, I do every time pretty yeah, much yeah because I don't want to tip yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to just give you a flat rate it's like I have like a scale like if you just did your job you're getting 15 percent right like, that if you did that's, a, that's how i do it too 10 15 a, 20. if you did a really good job yeah. my glass every time it got it got near empty you were over here refilling it yeah you're getting 20 or more percent uh-huh. you know it's like sometimes i sometimes i'll just give more just to make the the number round yeah <laughs> i've <I'm> done that <laughs> if it's too. like a few cents so I'm like yeah i'll just go you know let's make that like right you know, a nice yeah. little three dollars or whatever you know right exactly instead of three seventy 3. eight, it's like oh, let's just giving the extra you know 20 cents or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny too. We were talking earlier about pointing. Um, I just thought the thought occurred to me that I do I do like I do like, you know, the Oh the finger guns? The finger guns. Ah, I love finger guns. But that's I don't consider that rude, although I can see how someone might take it rude. Um, but it made me think of another thing I like to do is give a thumbs up, mm-hmm. right? But in the Middle East, that's considered fuck you. That's the same as middle <laughs> finger. So I generally
1: like yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like etiquette's so weird because yeah. like there's so many cultural differences it's like and that are contradicting to each other. It's like why? Like why is it like so wrong to do it this way? Like the thumbs up, like how did that become like fuck you? Like that's so well, everything's, weird. Everything has to have a
0: reason or an origin, even though we may not know it. Um I mean, for example, I was raised, and I've, and this is like a Slavic thing too, that like when you drink with another man mm-hmm. um, uh, or another person, you look them in the eye when you drink, like alcohol, like if you're doing a salute okay. or you're cheering, you're doing shots, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And generally, especially like if, you know, that person poured you the drink. Okay. And from what I was told, that was because if the other person can't look you in the eye, then there's something wrong. Then you shouldn't trust them and you shouldn't drink with them, you know? And apparently the or it has apparently the origins of that goes back to uh, poisoning people's drinks because uh-huh. uh, you know I I know somewhere in the back of my head I remember reading something similar to that dealing with Rasputin but I've I've read it I've seen it on you know how many documentaries have I watched in my life yeah. I've seen it somewhere like you know an Ottoman Empire documentary or whatever and you know they talk about the Slavic countries <laughs> and you know sometimes they dip into the etiquette and things like yeah. that.
1: Oh, that's weird. So, like, what What if they don't look you in the eye? Do you still drink it then? Because, like, if they're not used to that cultural. Yeah, I do. I mean, <laughs> uh, so I, because nah, you didn't look me in the eye, <laughs>
0: spit it back out. You don't want this. I, well, it was funny. <laughs> we were out drinking one night and our friend Travis and, uh, and I told him that and we'd already had a few. So we went to we have another shot. We did another car bomb or whatever it was. And then I was looking at him, but I was giving him kind of a stink eye. And then he like he looked he looked away, and then he <laughs> he started laughing. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know. Like, so I, you, it's not that like I don't take these things that seriously. right? Like, I don't get but triggered. That's just kind
1: of like the yeah the you know. origin of it. Is, well, is- most
0: of these things too. Like, I consider my own etiquette, and and I'm I seem to always be adapting it, evolving it because I do things that I think are good that I like. Right, you
1: know? no, for sure, I'll like, do the same thing Yeah. So like, a, a lot of things um, I would say like In my adult life has been a, Your life revolves around your phone a lot Right, like oh, your yeah. phone is a very integral part I, of I've, your life that's So whole, yeah. People are on it all the time Like constantly, throughout the day Whenever I'm hanging out with people Even if it's like an appointment at a doctor's office Or even like And I'm like speaking with the doctor Or the doctor's gonna like be there soon Or um what is it like, even if it's like a plasma where I donate my, my plasma at, um, when the nurse comes to, I'm not on my phone when the nurse comes around. Like I put right. that away. It's like, yes. you know, I find that very rude to be on your I phone agree. when you're, when you have a possible social interaction happening. Right. It's well, like, I like, agree. Don't, don't, I think on your
0: phone, I totally agree. In fact, um, while researching this, I've always wanted like a good analogy for that because I was going to save this for the end of our conversation. But one thing, cause you may, you brought it up is one thing I would like to see added to common etiquette like here in in America Mm -hmm. is for people to just like when they, when they go out to dinner, they meet for dinner, let's say Mm -hmm. they put their, their phones away. And I mean, out of sight. So like I used to put my phone upside down on the table, right? I don't even do that anymore. I leave it in my coat. I leave it in my pocket. And the entire time that I'm out for dinner, I leave it there. I don't answer it. You know I mean? maybe if somebody called me several times in a row then it's like an emergency or something right. otherwise i just leave
1: it alone i'm busy right yeah you know? absolutely um yeah. i would say i i just don't like having it in my pocket mm. so i'll put it on the table or I'll, sometimes i'll actually like put it underneath my leg like, Yeah. I for some that reason too. that's more comfortable than in my yeah, pocket
0: because you know it's there it lets you remind you you still have it but yeah. it's out of out of the way yeah exactly but to me that's almost kind of like holding it like i've noticed i do that too i'm like I'm like ah, I'm still keeping it on me, you know? Like yeah. I, I shouldn't I'm touching it still like it's still
1: like a, <laughs> it's, it's got a held on me.
0: Yeah, well, well you mentioned like you consider it rude for people to have their, you know, be on their phones when other people are talking to them. And the analogy I wanted to bring up is cuz something that uh, Native American people think is rude is to walk between someone two people that are talking oh and to me the phone is doing that yeah the phone is the person walking between you and the person that's you should be talking to let's say okay or or are yeah and i i find it extremely rude i'm getting mad at just thinking about it (laughs) when i'm talking to someone and they they take out their phone or they look at their phone to check a text or something it's like who who you know my sister does this to me all the time and it drives me nuts and i always give her shit because it's like wait a minute let us finish what we're doing and then talk to the other person. So I find that very rude. Extremely rude, actually.
1: Yeah, about. no, I never thought about that. Like, it is very much like walking between two people yeah, talking. It's the same thing. It's the same effect, except for you're walking between yourself and another person talking. Well, <laughs> or, yeah, it would have. Let's okay. Let's to. take the phone on. I'll put
0: Kermit. I'll put a hand puppet on, <laughs> and then while you're talking to me, I'll just swing my arm between us and just start talking to the puppet and completely ignore you. <laughs> just, That's what you're doing.
1: I just really like the the manifestation. <laughs> of of Kermit the Frog just on your hand and then it like slowly pans over to your eyes, does some mouth movement and then turns to the other person and it turns back at you. That was what slow
0: assassination of your respect (laughs) toward the other person. So yeah. And you know I think uh so they don't really teach etiquette. At least there was nothing for it when I went to public school. And it's not a private school either I'm sure unless you go to something special. But I think, sh- I think there are common etiquettes that should be fine, irregardless of, of creed and belief. You know what I mean? Uh, and I would think that would be one of them. I, I mean, what parent? I don't know. Someone's going to argue somewhere that that would be, oh, don't tell my child what to do kind of situation. But oh, yeah. I would think that's, that's one we should defend is, you know, etiquette, phone etiquette, man. And maybe they do. I don't know. Obviously, it's been... I mean, geez, the last time I was in school was twenty years ago. So I don't, you know.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's something that taught me before school is like you're not allowed to have your phone on you at school. Yeah. right? You're supposed to have it in your locker. I mean, I think it's different now. I think you're allowed to have your phone on you. Um, and that you're they actually give you time to be on your phone. And oh, stuff well, I too. mean,
0: like my cousin's kids, they the teachers use the, they have their children's cell phone number, which yeah. I also think is odd. Oh, really? This teachers have the Some, kids yeah, numbers? I
1: don't think that's probably appropriate but you know i don't know it's a little different well it's not necessarily just appropriate it's just like why does the teacher need that kind of connection to the student why do they need to? well i
0: think they just what they do is they have like an app or some kind of centralized communication so the teacher can update assignments and things like that
1: Nah, i think that could wait (laughs) i I agree you're like yeah you can wait for a day to come back again you know no i i
0: totally agree so i yeah just there's a lot of intrusion and i i think uh Well, now we're getting into, we're arguing over (laughs) etiquette being attacked, but
1: yeah. So like, but going back to like what school did teach me is that not having being able to have my phone on me at at school is like, well, you know, school's pretty much work, right? That's kind of like what school trained you for was how to be a good worker. Yeah. So like whenever I'm at like at work i don't have my phone on me you know it's and i feel fine like that you know i feel fine with having my phone in my locker it's where it belongs it's fine you know i don't need to worry about someone taking it or things like that um i know that if something does happen a manager usually has a phone so like they're able to to contact authorities if there's like an accident or something like that happens you know so it's like i don't need my phone what am i going to do with it besides waste time (laughs) no it's true i mean like when i worked
0: in construction um, I had to always have communication because that was important. So I always had a cell phone on me for that reason. But when I worked at Medieval Times, you couldn't have it at all. And I like that. I loved being disconnected from the world,
1: in a sense, or that. that yeah, right? It's like, yeah. I got eight hours, and I don't have to do I just, anything with anyone else but i'm here in yes. one world it is almost like that is it's work is sometimes its own world it is it's when it's you don't world. when you're isolated away from oh it is social no. media and everything like it that totally is
0: and the most wonderful thing happened to me a few days ago i forgot my phone or yesterday i forgot it when i went to go help my cousin move mm. out of his house and i spent you know eight hours without it around me and it was wonderful and the best part was that I actually forgot it. Like I didn't. I didn't have to make a decision. Right. to leave it. You just, you just that, that hasn't happened in you know a decade. So that was a wonderful feeling that I was that my mind is letting go on its own. I like to I like
1: to know that. Yeah, know? that's kind of nice. I left my phone at a friend's house once, and he had left, and then I had to wait like two hours for him to get back. And I was just sitting outside because I'm like I can't go home <laughs> until I get my phone. Oh. Like, this is like because I need it for it. it's my alarm. Yeah, it's my you know everything i do is is with my phone like i don't have a it's it's part of my sanity you know like i need something playing in the background i can't just be alone with my thoughts which is probably not the best thing (laughs) well yeah that's that's yeah but anyway getting back on
0: track with with etiquette um i really love um i think i already said this but i'll say it again i really love anything to do with like native american cultures Mm mm-hmm uh, and, and just in general I mean I wouldn't say I have like a favorite although I really seem to like I, I really seem to resonate mostly I would say with like the Sioux I think okay. they're very interesting that's probably because like, you know I, I saw Dances with Wolves and that it was, it was so well romanced you Right. Know what I mean but uh, one thing that they do that I've always thought on my own to be rude and it was interesting it was cool to see that it's a cultural thing for them is just not stand in doorways So people stand – if you stand in a doorway, that's considered extremely rude for Native Americans or some, I guess, because you're blocking whoever is maybe on their way. Okay. And you're also in the way of anyone trying to leave. And I agree with it. I don't like it when people stand in doorways. That's why I have always avoided it
1: my whole life. So not even like – what if it doesn't have a door attached to it? You know, like how in like some kitchens they'll have like that kind of like – They'll have the the separation between two rooms. Yeah, that and, that 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 bothers me. My brain pays attention to that. Really?
0: Any any entrance? All right. Or I, exit need to st- to a I need to I need to stop doing that because no, I'm I,
1: always <laughs> I'm always standing in doorways. It's kind of. I mean, look. It's
0: more like. Um, I don't know, like I measure it. how much of the doorway are you blocking? You know what I mean? Like, can people get
1: by you? And then, quite a but bit. that bothers me I, too. I block quite a bit because yeah, I'm know. leaning on it and I'm usually off to the side leaning. Yeah. You know, it's not just like a, like I am like against one side. I'm like, you know, almost in the middle to the other end. <laughs> no, and I, and I, it's funny because I, I notice I pay attention to it. So
0: the reason I even pay attention to stuff like that is because when I was a kid, uh, my, I can't remember if it was my father or my grandfather, maybe both, but they told me um, to always pay attention to your surroundings. Always be Mm. aware of what's going on around you. You know, even if it's small, a detail that, you know, any detail that sticks out to you, pay attention and analyze it. Well, to my sponge-like brain that turned me into a terminator you know what i mean like i was just and i sometimes (laughs) fantasize of it that way like i'm just scanning my (laughs) environment and calculating distance and thinking and watching mannerisms and you know what people are doing where they're going you know all kinds of things like that right and i've noticed a lot because of that i've I've seen a lot of things right so that other people miss Mm -hmm. but it also it affects you know uh, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's important. Maybe it isn't. But like you know, people standing in doorways or blocking things, or right.
1: you know, uh, well, because you yeah. notice that because that's your that's your exit strategy. They're in your way of your. If you need to get out of that room for whatever reason, they're in your way.
0: That's something. Yeah, sometimes that is part of it. Absolutely. I so agree. that's putting you in danger. So can, that maybe that's yeah. why you find it. Weird, that's not too. the only reason, but that has occurred to me. Yeah. Sometimes it just bothers me to watch other people having to go around someone because they're in a doorway or something. It's right. Like, Dude, get the fuck out oh, the way Yeah. <laughs> just just move. Like just I move, man. That un- unaware like yeah 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 most people are very unaware that's yeah. another thing i noticed yeah yeah no most people don't pay their
1: attention to this no, it's, at all
0: it's very interesting to me you know because uh man if i was a crook <laughs> 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 sometimes I'll, i don't want to be obviously but it's
1: it's like geez, i could be a pick do Lock you kid. ever so like when you uh you're walking on your path and you see someone else walking on their path yeah. your paths are going to intersect eventually yes do you ever intentionally make them? divert their path so that you can continue your path or do you always like let them go by or, like, i
0: don't intentionally do it but and this happens every time my brain instantly calculates their speed compared i compare yes. my speed yeah, i compare yeah. the distance i am able to accurately judge if we're gonna if i'm gonna cross his path yeah, first right. or he's gonna cross mine first another thing i always uh, make sure I do as I walk with confidence. I don't have to think about it. I just sort of do it anyway. Right. I, I used to think about it. Yeah. Um. Because I think posture matters. You know, I don't want to look like a target. Mm-hmm. That's important to me. I think that's part of my upbringing as well was uh, don't make yourself look like a target. Like, you know, if you look like you're carrying too many things and you're far from your car, let's say, mm-hmm. you know, because I, th- I feel like guys in general don't think of themselves as targets, especially if you're like a big guy. Yeah. And most guys in general, I think, just feel that way. They don't feel as a target, but you are. In fact, if anything, men are probably bigger targets than women yeah. for valuables, for being
1: robbed. Yeah, guys are um, what is it, statistically more likely to be part of a violent crime and have, be perpetrated by a violent crime. Mm-hmm. Like have it happen to them. To not only committed, but to have
0: it happen yeah. to them, yeah. yeah. And so I, I think of those kinds of things, and uh I have, I guess, I don't know, maybe I look funny. I guess I do look a little funny with my long hair and whatnot. But um I have seen people move out of my way, and I've gotten out of other people's way. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't play games. Like if I, uh, you know, Patrice O'Neill, he made a great uh, joke about white people over this, where, and I don't want to murder it, so I'll just summarize. But basically, he's like. White people, he's like, white guys will be, will, you know, they don't want to seem racist. So they won't change their habits when they, when their gut tells them it, sh- it should. So if they see like a bunch of shady looking black mm-hmm. guys walking down the street, coming their direction, they'll just walk past them. And he's like, if it's me... I'd go across the street. <laughs> and that's how I am. Like, I I don't care about your race or who you are right. or your gender or any of that stuff. No, if my gut tells me. You a
1: group of thugs. If, just if you look dangerous to me
0: or something's off about you, even if you're just, you look crazy. I don't know, whatever. If something's off about you, I'll go around you. I'll avoid you. Yeah. And no. so I'll do that. Like, I'll get out of someone's way. You know, like, quick story. I remember one time I saw this guy coming at us when I was in front of my bank with my sister. And she was driving and this guy crossed the street and while he, right before he crossed the middle of the street, he gave us a look and I just knew my, I just, the way he looked, cause I'd been watching him since before he crossed the street. Mm. Cause this guy looked real shady. He's drinking out of a really worn looking milk carton, like a little, <laughs> like a little one that you get kids get at break time, okay. you know? And I'm like, I doubt that's milk. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it looked like it'd been reused many times and just like all these little details came up to me and I said, Nina, start the car and, and go. And she's like, I'm not done yet. I said, leave right now. And the guy pretended not to look at, he wasn't looking at us, but he was coming right at us. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she pulled out, he he started talking and he even sped up. So he wanted to do something. He wanted to, he wanted to try something. And, I, and he's like, oh, what are you afraid? Or he said, so mumbled something like that. I'm like, no, I got to go. And that's it. And just, you know, I'm like, and she's like, who the hell was that? I'm like, I don't know. And I didn't want to find out, you know? <laughs> so being observant saves you, I think. Oh, for, like sure, for sure.
1: For sure. No, I've I've I've, I've walked with purpose in my direction just to make other people you know get out of my way before. I, so I've you attempt that.
0: to intimidate, basically.
1: Well, not necessarily inti- not use fear, but like yeah, to to use my energy is what I would say. You know, use my directive purpose to let let other people know I'm going this way. You know, with, with- well, that sounds like intimidating. I mean, what else would you call that?
0: It's not a judgment, but it's no, just, I mean you're yeah. using. That's what you're doing. You're intimidating. But I don't think it's fear. Sidewalk. I don't think it's fear, though. I think it's well, more. Fear is a gauge, right? You. Know, it's not. It, it, you seem all right. You <laughs> seem very. Yeah, real, real talk. talk right now. You yeah. see, you you seem very. You have an aversion to the word fear. Yeah, it's. Stupid. I I think it's it, well. It's not stupid. I hate fear. No, 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 no. no. Fear, so fear so is so important. You need <laughs> to watch some Kustamato videos when he talks about fear because. That man is puts fear. I think every man needs to listen to this, but every person in general needs to listen. to How Customato talked about fear. And Customato was Mike Tyson's trainer. Okay. Okay. And he said, you know, God, I, I wish I could remember his quotes exactly, but the way he said it once is that, you know, a deer, every animal uses fear, and it's it doesn't make you weak to be afraid. You're only you're only weak if you let your fear control you. If you don't use your fear, in other words, if you don't listen to it and and i agree with that because i used to be i don't want to say like you cuz that sounds like a judgment but i used to be i used to be very upset with my fears like i thought they made me weak like why am i afraid of this and that or whatever right why am i afraid of this but not of this like things i made a lot of comparisons mm. Until really I I listened to that kind of wisdom and and it made so much sense to me. It's like, you know, if you're a deer in the forest feels fear, it it, it reacts to it instantly. It uses that fear. It gets the hell away from the danger that it thinks it's about to incur. And so the reason why I bring that up is because fear is a gauge. Like when I say you intimidate someone, yeah, you, you, you give them some amount of fear to make them question you as a stranger on a sidewalk. But that doesn't. I think that's okay. I mean, that's. <laughs> yeah, I mean. but
1: I, I think of it more like what I was, the way I was thinking of it was when you're like working with a horse and you use your body language and you're, you're you want them to do like a levade where they rear up on you know, stay up, you mm-hmm. use your, your chest and your, your energy to go up. And you get big with yourself and you get have them, right. So like using that kind of energy to push forward and to like like that's how I think about it. But energy.
0: that's guidance. That you already have a relationship with the horse in doing that. Or and the horse has also been trained to understand that energy. That that isn't necessarily fear and I agree with you, but a stranger on the
1: sidewalk who doesn't know you Yeah, but they still understand energy. People understand energy. They yeah, understand. but from
0: a distance, it can only be intimidation. What else can it be other than that? That's well, how it, I see
1: it. It's that I'm going this way, no matter what happens. Is what it, it was. What that, I that was. is such an intimidation. A, <laughs> God, Get <man>. the <laughs> fuck out of my way! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We'll Perhaps it. it's intimidation. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We're gonna have to have a conversation. Uh, I guess we're gonna have, we're gonna have, to have an episode on fear. I think. Uh, oh, oh that would be fun. That is a
1: really good conversation. I think it's
0: because I really want to. Work this out with
1: you. <laughs> oh, thanks. <bro. laughs> I think most episodes are personal therapy for Zach. <laughs> all of them are for me. <laughs> They're all my therapy sessions. No no no, no, no,
0: no. Yeah, you need help. No, <laughs> I need help. I, I uh, Every conversation for me is a chance to um, pay attention, not just to the other person, but right. myself. Right. And to genuinely be interested and what is being said, right? Mm-hmm. And that's actually um, so. Speaking on that, that's another thing I read about Native American cultures is that for them, it's okay to cry, and and you should cry mm. because crying is a release of pain. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's getting rid of your sad thoughts. Yeah, and that's a healthy thing. For and sure. so I agree. And 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 uh, again, crying to me is like a gauge. Yeah, you, you you maybe there's another word we can use, but you don't. It doesn't have to mean tears. It can just mean getting things off your
1: chest oh like like uh a cry in the night you know like like a wailing not necessarily like. what doesn't even have to be a noise it's just a release of
0: of that negative those negative emotions okay because that's what crying does yeah i mean why else did your body do it it it, it helps you right you know so it's like holding back a sneeze i guess maybe that's a weak example comparison but you know, you shouldn't hold back a sneeze, like
1: let, let it out. You got to let things out when they need to get out basically. Yeah. Uh, speaking of tears, it's like, it's weird. There's like three different types of tears. So you have like your normal tears that just lubricate your eye and they're just like there, they have a lot of mucus in it. Um, there's another t- set of tears for irritants when you get something blown into your eye and you start to water. And then there's the third tier type, which is when you cry and that's full of salt. <laughs> and I don't, I wonder why And that's because of like the, the cortisol. Uh, there's cortisol in that tier. And that's from like your, your stress hormone. That's really interesting that there's so much, That's such a complex. Dude, the, eye is, in, the eye is insane. Just yeah, the, the eye alone. The eye alone is, is,
0: is a remarkable. <laughs> you know, what thing, frustrates me device, about the eye? Whatever,
1: I know organ. this is another tangent, but, um, our eyes are so flawed compared to other animals that are, have evolved eyes differently, like mm. cephalopods, like they don't have blind spots. Like there's no like dark spots in their visions. Like if you uh look at a center of, of an object, you, you can actually notice like, like gaps in your vision because of the way our, our, yes. our yeah. cornea, I forget what it is exactly, but there's like your retina and the veins that go to it are blocking the, the your vision pretty much.
0: Well, right. And also if, Uh, um, Like you just saw me like close one eye. One thing I remember reading about was that uh, your brain. So like if you close one eye, you immediately see your nose, right? But with both eyes open, it's like your nose disappears. Okay. And if you switch from like one eye to the other, like I'm doing right now, obviously the listeners can't see it, but you can see me doing it. Yeah. So I can see my nose switch sides, but I also know, I also notice that other things in the room shift. Yes. Which means that. Each eye isn't seeing the same thing at mm-hmm. the same angle or distance. Right. And that's all calculated or buffeted by your brain. <laughs> yeah, right. So what the, we the see, automatic part of what we see is actually just the translation of what eyes actually see. Well, yeah, because I guess world, it always is. Well, you're also
1: seeing everything upside down too, but your eye flips it. Isn't that
0: crazy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's so. What if we're just sitting on the ceiling right now, Zach? But the sky is
1: really isn't, down. But isn't, isn't that determined by gravity? <laughs> <laughs> not, not like your your vision. That's no. I I was trying to make a. That's
0: a really bad science joke. I'm sorry. Okay. Because like you know the sorry. I in I, tried, space, I, no I didn't realize so. you're trying to
1: flip the Z on me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I I flipped it. I hit Control R and I flipped everything. <laughs> but yeah. All right, Mark. Yeah. You are in Chile. Okay. And a guy asks you, "Where are you from?". What do you say? I say I'm from uh, the U.S. Oh, really? Yeah, I'd say America, and really? I would be very rude <laughs> because I wouldn't think about this. So, in most South American countries, they consider it rude for an like U.S. for someone from the United States to say they're from America because it excludes <laughs> all other countries in the Americas. Does it though? I mean.
0: Yeah, I guess because you're still in America. Yeah, South so. America
1: is America. Yeah. You yeah. know, we're the United States of America. Yeah, no, I always just say the U.S. Yeah. yeah. I
0: rarely say – I say I'm American, but I never say I'm from America. Yeah. Yeah. I You know, part of the reason I don't say that is because um, the naming of America from, you know, Amerigo Vespucci, that's mm. where the name comes right, from. And right. he was uh, – I, I, I don't know everything about the guy, but he was um, – An explorer, Mm -hmm. right? You know, whatever. He was was a merchant probably mainly. Why else do they come here? But um, other than, you know, slavery and goods. But um, I never liked the idea that – I don't know. I just never liked – like you said, like there's more than – like the Americas to me is – all of North and South and Central America. Like, those are the Americas. Yeah. So, and I'm not from all of that. I'm from the US, <laughs> the United States. And it's more, I know, just to me, it's more specific. I guess that's why I say it that way. Okay. But it's interesting you brought that up because I, I asked the question once. I was on a job, on a, I was an inspector at the time. And I asked, we are talking with some dudes, and I asked one guy, I said, hey, where are you from? And he's like, oh, I'm Greek. You know, and I asked the guy, I'm like, where are you from? He's like, oh, I'm Mexican. I'm like, you guys were born there? He's like, no, we're born here. I'm like, I'm like, how come you're not American? You know, I was just trying to pull on over them. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 right, whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, we're American, man, you know, because we were having, like, a cultural, political conversation. Okay. okay, And I find that interesting that, you know, people want to, like, because I, I, you know, I I have a very strong link with my heritage. I'm Bulgarian, Serbian, and German. I love all three of those heritage, those connections mm-hmm. that I have. But I don't think of myself as that. Like, I think of myself as American. Oh, I yeah. was born here. What else do yeah. I know? You know, I mean, I only know everything secondhand, hand for where my blood comes from.
1: Well, that's why I think that the word Native American to describe just the indigenous peoples of America is like a weird word as well, because it's like, well, if you're born in a place, then you're native to that place. So we're all Native Americans if you're born in America. So it's like, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, well, it's also, I
0: mean, it's a funny, it makes me think of like science fiction movies, especially from like the 50s and 60s, where... Wherever, wherever man goes, he meets aliens, except he's the alien. <laughs> Technically, every yeah, alien right. he meets on their own planet, that's
1: their home. They're indigenous. <laughs> but we call them aliens. <laughs> yeah, they make that. They make that joke. In, um there's a movie called Area 51. That's like um, an animated movie. I don't even know who did it. Maybe DreamWorks. But it's like a 3D animation. And it's like, oh, this planet is full of aliens. It's like actually nearly alien. Yeah, oh, like, right. Uh, yeah exactly (laughs) who's the astronaut here
0: (laughs) no it's a good point but um no i love yeah i know look i never try to insult anyone you know unless unless i'm trying to hurt them for whatever reason which is rare but you know i think often about because i have such a respect for native american cultures and you know i realize too like i don't have this dreamy romantic unrealistic view of cultures that i really love i realize there are other people too they have their flaws like any culture any you know group of people does Mm -hmm. but i you know i don't know what else to call them because it's there's so many different tribes and you know when i was a kid i always just said indians until i realized that that's an actual place india is a place yeah people the people there are called indians so it's like okay that's not accurate then for if for cherokee you know or for navajo so um i find that like when i was in arizona and i was talking with some um um Tribal Native, even now I'm stammering on it, like some Native American performers. Mm. Um, The first thing I do or one of the first things I try to get in the conversation is to know their tribe. So then I can just refer to them, you know, besides their name, I can refer to their people by their tribe. Right. You know, which if I was them, I would want someone to do that. That's how I look at it. You right, know. yeah,
1: because you have a much deeper connection to that tribe, I would think, than you would to like all other you know tribes as a whole. Oh, I just mean it as a respect, you right? Know, like
0: if I went to Serbia, I'd refer to them as Serbians, kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, it's a, it's just trickier, I feel, with Native Americans because yes. there's so many different tribes, and they're really almost like their own nations. Like, some oh yeah, so different from yeah, another that for sure, yeah. But I'm I've, I've always fascinated uh, with them, and I think you know I noticed when looking up like different uh, cultural uh, etiquettes between the Slavic. Um, I noticed a lot of rather I want to say I, I noticed a lot of uh, similarities between Slavic and Native American, uh, like for example, um, um, when when it's rude to sit when everyone else is standing, that was something that I that I was told when I was raised. Is a Slavic thing or Bulgarian thing And apparently it's also A Native American thing It's very rude to sit when others are standing Mm. Or to stand when others are sitting I've
1: had that experience where it's like Where I make people uncomfortable Because everyone else is sitting and I'm standing Yeah, And it's like hey why don't you sit down Already I'm like oh I didn't realize Okay, (laughs) Oh it bothers my grandmother Every time I
0: visit her because it's a long It's a fairly long drive right? right? Or it's just an annoying drive Mm. To get into the city it's usually about an hour, hour and a half. So, like, it's a good drive. Yeah, it's a good drive. So when I get there, I want to stand. I've been sitting for too long, and you know, not to go into detail, but my my knee can't take you know more sitting. Mm-hmm. So i I want to stand, but boy, does it drive her nuts! It's like she's <laughs> constantly sit down, Marquis, sit down, Marquis, sit, sit down.
1: <laughs> That's pretty funny. So I got some things to do that are polite around the world as well. I didn't just get the rude. You know, that way we can we know how to act. In other countries as well. Well, just you know, once you know the rude, you know what the polite is, right? It's really well, just the opposite of. For the most part, yeah, but there's some there's some differences, right? So like like such as uh, in a lot of Asia and in, in Japan in particular, so business cards are a big deal, um, even amongst like uh, acquaintances. So it's very important to hand to, to show your business card to uh someone you meet. Uh, and when you do that, you want to do that with both hands Mm. and you want to like hold both and and present it in a polite manner, you know, kind of like humbly, you know, and you want to, when you receive it, you want to study it and, you know, give the respect that, you know, someone just like is giving like all this information about their name and themselves and everything like that, what they do for a living and things like that. Um, and you want to leave that on the table so you can refer to it whenever you need to throughout the conversation. And then also it's very rude to write. On the business card, so you don't want to write on. So that's like a, a thing that's like it's so polite. strange. You know, I,
0: I it's funny because that's again, I, if, it's one of those things that like I thought that too, even though that was never taught to me. Like when I give you something and then you write on it, that I, I always felt that feels weirdly rude. I don't know why, like you're defacing it.
1: See, that, that, that surprised me. Um, because, okay, so when I made my business cards, I wanted to make a space for them to write on so they could write notes on it and, you know, so that, cause, I think that's important so they they can create their own way on how to refer to me in their own mind, you know. So if they write on this and it's like, this is uh, for whatever project he needs me for, you know, kind of thing, you know. Uh, Or if there's an information that I happen not to put on there, like he wants my LinkedIn or something, you know. Do you think, uh, do you have
0: the same thought? I I find that, uh, especially with like Asian, let's let's say Japanese, Mm -hmm. that... Um, it's somewhat submissive. It feels like like a lot of their gestures are somewhat submissive, so as for you to like trust them, especially if like you don't know the person, right? Like when you said when you hand over the business card, it's with both hands. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you know, it's almost like your hands are cuffed, you know, by by your politeness, so that you're you're
1: not a threat. You're kind of yeah, submissive. right. You're not. You don't have the the advantage of like you know like sneaking drawing attack, a semi you know? sword or something. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think, but I think that's a good thing. I. Because you know, going back to like aversion of fear, like that's another thing too. Is like how, how submissive does this is the stuff guys think about, right? Like how submissive do I look when I do the, you know this action? How weak does it look? No,
1: yeah, you I know, know what you mean. I'll purposely change the tone of my voice when I talk to certain people. Yeah, and like uh, to to sound less scary or to look less scary because like I know I'm a big dude yeah. and I know that I like I don't look the nicest sometimes. So I I like try and. Counteract that with different, like you know, maybe not, maybe submissive, you know. No, but like the
0: general, you you turn on the gentle giant, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. No, I totally get that. I totally get that. Yeah, then that makes sense to me. I think, I think bigger people should be more humble. Like that seems appropriate to me because you you kind of wield more
1: power, don't you? I mean, physically, you look that like you do. I, I, I don't know if I do, do, but I, I feel like most people just see it as that way. It's like, oh you're you're just tall, so you, of course you're like, you know,
0: you have I'm to. sure I've said this before, but to me the scariest person to fight is a is a crazy strong short guy. That's yeah. way scarier to me than some some <laughs> you know It's like where's all this anger coming from? Yeah, like how is this God fitting well. in your
1: tiny little body, sir? Yeah. Like where did this go? Yeah, no. Beware the short people.
0: <laughs> Alright, well let's wrap it up. So if you had to add uh, what do you, what would you like to add? Let's just say to like, you, you know, U S or American, North American etiquette to our culture. Do you think, cause I know I mentioned like the phone thing. Um, cause I consider to me, a phone is like a person walking through a conversation. Yeah. So that I would like to see change.
1: What would you like to see change or be added? Okay. So something that really bothers me is when people talk to me, like I'm their friend before we're friends. Oh yeah. Like I really hate when people use the language like buddy. And when we're not friends, yeah, like, like we just met today. It's demeaning. It's, I don't know. I don't know if it's demeaning, but it's like, you're, you're, it's presumptuous is what it is. It's like, uh, yeah. I don't know you. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I, I like another thing is when, um, I find, I, I have found that when you work at a new place, the best thing to do is just to be quiet. Absolutely. And, and observe Learn. and see yeah. how the social interactions work right. and how, cause every environment's different. And I really hate when someone comes into, my environment at a workplace and is trying to put their personality right away into the mix right away it's like dude i don't like get out of here and they're burning bridges is what they're doing and and they try to do that like uh friendly jab kind of thing and like talk to you in like a joking insult way it's like dude i don't even know you like you want to you want to talk some crap right now like you can't you can't speak to me like that i don't we're not friends i was at dinner one time and uh, this has happened a few times in
0: my life in different ways, but I, I'll tell this story. I was at dinner one time with some friends, people I did know, mm-hmm. two, two really close friends of mine. They brought their girlfriends—one, his wife at the time—and then they brought this other guy who was uh, a buddy of theirs, right? Mm-hmm. And this guy was obnoxious, and um, I, I started—I realized part of his character was similar to mine. So then I was like, "Oh, now I'm judging myself." <laughs> but he he would make jokes, and be, they weren't funny to me, and 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 really weren't that funny to my friends, even though they were his friend. And uh, and he saw me not laughing, so he was like, "Well, you don't think that's funny?" I said, "I don't know you." He's like, "Oh, oh, oh Mister," eh, you know, like I'm like I'm like no no no, I'm not trying to start anything. I'm not upset with you. I can't be upset with you either because I don't know you, <laughs> you know. And I just laid it out to him like flat and honestly, yeah, you know, which was maybe a little awkward. It was awkward because we're all sitting at a table having dinner. But it made me feel great, like it even the air. Like he knew then, like, hey, don't cross any lines. You don't know me because I agree with you. Like, obviously, we're close friends now, so I'm chummier with you, right? But yeah. I, when I first met you, that was the last thing, you know, with anybody really. I'm not mm-hmm. going to just come up to you or you know, and and just be a dick. Really, That's, yeah. Like, what it is. I mean, even when you're chummy with a friend, you're being a dick, but. They understand where you're coming from, right? And, and they accept and it because you see that you understand the joke, and you know it's comfortable for you to to give it back. Exactly, so an There's a give and take, and yeah. it's like a
1: it's almost like a, a play fight, you know. It is,
0: and if you're not responding, I don't lay into you. Yeah. And if I have, I hopefully usually back <laughs> off. You know what I mean? Like I I realize I do. I'm that way sometimes, but you know that's that's how I read people. It's like if I come up to you and I try to be chummy with you and or playful with you and you're not having it then i i stop you know well, I,
1: I, and i also think that's a really i think that's the best response is to be upfront and like yeah i don't know you like this know is you. how i see the situation yeah. and you're violating the, the the social construct right now yeah like i did that at work once before there was this new girl and she was just talking mad shit i'm like why are you always talking shit and she's like oh because i'm a bitch i'm like well you don't talk to me like that like, I don't know you. If you're going to talk to me like that, shut your mouth. And then she's like, like, everyone in the whole room was just like, like, whoa, Zach, calm down. Like, it's fine. Like, just calm down. Like, like, no, like, she can't be talking to me that way. I, mean, I don't know her. She's brand new. She's been here for like, what, maybe a month? Not even. Lay, lay it down, man. And, then, and, then, it. I, and after that, dude, she has been so nice to me. And we've yeah. had like, we're like, we're almost friends
0: now, you know? Well, but that's, a, see, that's, th- there's an old like saying, right? Like. That I was taught or I was told when I was young is like you know usually two boys when they fight later they become friends. Mm -hmm. That that applies because not every fight, let's say every bout, is physical. Sometimes it's it's verbal. Yeah, it's often verbal. Actually, being physical is usually the last thing that happens, right? Right. And 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 I've had that same experience. And so yeah, I think I I I've I've been on on that woman's end before. I've Mm -hmm. been the person that was too you know silly well, I with think someone I didn't know I think and we're then all I, learning too yeah.
1: you know it's like you, I mean how that's such a no one teaches you how to come into a new social construct a new social environment and how to act no one teaches you what to do Those, these are things you have to learn on your own and it's out such of a experimentation thought, man, dude
0: yes it blows my mind when I just think like I saw my you know my niece and nephew the other day and like it, the thought because I'm seeing them become Adults, you know, and like, and I can have adult conversations with them now, which is so exciting to me because I can, you know, they're people, Mm -hmm. they're becoming people. But you know to realize that that they're new players to the game, man. They, yeah. You know, it's like I'm still learning a lot, but boy, they got you know. Well, I
1: think we're all born with a user manual, right? And some are people we? are. And some know. people it's are born. Inst- is that th- the instinct? Yeah, yeah, that's the instinct, uh, right? But some people are born with more pages than others. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a great. That's a great Zach quote. Well, we're gonna end it on that,
0: I think. All so right. check <laughs> us out. Check out our. Uh, you know, send us our replies. We'll have uh, a Twitter uh set up soon for audio pong but we you can reach us on audio pong at gmail.com and we also have a patreon setup if you'd like to donate to the show that'd be great as well and we uh we love you all and we're, we're thankful for all our listeners and we'll see you next time all right have a good night peace
1: if you like what you're hearing or even if you don't that also helps <laughs>
0: yeah especially if you're still listening then please consider supporting the show we're working
1: hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more.
0: Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to Audio Pong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach
1: and I can create for you. Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with AudioPong at gmail.com. Be happy, be healthy, and have, have a metal, metal life.